Hello and welcome to the Metapod Podcast. The Pokemon Podcast revolves around the evolving meta. My name is Jake. This is Sean over to my right. Sean, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good, Jake. Um, <laughs> I uh, had a very chill weekend. I did not have a billion different sports things to have to manage, unlike you, from what I heard. I put probably like between Saturday and Sunday. So for for the one person that does the job that I do that listens to this podcast, first of all, shout out to you. You know how much this sucks. But I had five different sporting. I had five different sports competing at the same time on our campus. And part of my job is to staff it all. So like that was a nightmare to try to to try to get going but it all went swimmingly it all went really well i mean part of the problem was we hosted you know championship basketball tournament basketball you know being this huge deal but it went really well i think i you know i think i do good at my job so yeah <laughs> i'm glad you know there's that but there was a lot of stuff that happened in terms of pokemon cards sean did you happen to watch either um Bochum or Knoxville I watched a couple of rounds of Knoxville randomly so I did watch mm -hmm. I watched one of Piper the Pines rounds mm -hmm. uh she did a great job yeah Piper round. I mean we were talking about it the other week you know Piper an insane yep. player this season and and definitely showed up to Knoxville after we didn't put her in our top five right now and definitely and showed us up I will say also Andrew, the person who won, showed up uh, and managed to win back to back regionals, which is exactly. like exactly, you know, he probably I don't know if he listens to the pod, but if he does, he's probably sitting here like, you know, instead of get my name out of your mouth, put my name in your mouth. Where was exactly, I? you so. know, we're going to talk about uh, Andrew today, but uh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about here with the Pokemon trading card game, whether it is the competitive scene or new products releasing, because some big new stuff was announced, I should say, and uh, will be coming soon. But first, Sean, yeah. we're, we're not gonna necessarily do a five-star review this week. We're gonna twist it up a little bit. We're gonna twist it up a little bit. We're it's gonna a go five-star recommendation. How about that? <laughs> Yeah, five-star recommendation. This was left on uh, episode 130, so two weeks ago, um, the podcast episode. This is from Jonah Hartland on the Game Boy Color Pokemon TCG game. That was a topic that we've been discussing about for the last two weeks coming on the Nintendo Switch. Mm -hmm. Listen to those podcasts to get more about it. They said, I've played a whole lot of it emulated on the DS, and it does look pretty good. It's got a nice charm. The card set is really fun to build, although, you know, the trainer's not necessarily the best decks <laughs> overall, so you, you can outclass them at some points. It's definitely a great game to learn how the TCG works. So there's a great recommendation for you if you want to, you know, get excited about the Game Boy Color games that are coming on to the Nintendo Switch. I, I'm going to keep hyping it up because I love those games and I wish we would have gotten the sequel with it because mm -hmm. they're just a lot of fun. So, uh, I mean, but we've talked about them. I mean, we have, but I will say, I know we'll get into the next topic, which is that Pokemon Presents happened this morning <clears throat> as of yes, our recording. It did. Which, like, for the first time ever, Pokemon Corp Company has heard our pleas and has put a big announcement, all their announcements on a Monday morning, not on a Tuesday. Uh, today was also Pokemon Day. We're recording on Monday nights usually for people who we're may not know. We're recording on Pokemon Day. 
Yeah, we're recording on Pokemon Day, Sean. Jake, we are the most Pokemon Pokemon podcast. We are in this Pokemon right. podcast revolves around the Pokemon meta of the Pokemon world and the Pokemon universe of mm -hmm. the Pokemon Pokemon. Pokemon. Uh, Pokemon, yes. That you're <laughs> not really Sean, you know we're not boomer because we don't say Pokemon. Well once we say Pokemon. No, but we're old enough to pokey go to the polls, to Pokemon go to the polls. So there we, we go. We really are. And if you want to pokey go to Worlds 2023, like Sean is, Sean will be over I at Pokemon Worlds. I won't be at Worlds. I, I thought you said you'll be at Worlds. I'll be, at, I'll be in Japan, but I won't be at Worlds because Worlds is in August. I'm in Japan petition, well before. Petition to have Sean go to, to Pokemon go back to Worlds. Japan. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Anyways. Pokemon Worlds 2023 will be taking place in Yokohama, Japan, for anyone who does not know. And the official dates of the Pokemon World Championships were announced. We've known the location for a while, but now you can start setting up your flight, things like that. It's going from August 11th to the 13th. So mark your calendars. Um, yep. That's interesting. 11th through 13th. I feel like a lot of people were saying like it was going to be a little bit later than that. I think typically worlds, if I'm remembering correctly, it's usually been at like the mid to end like of the, August. Yeah. I was yeah. going to say usually the end. I don't know if this has any relation to like the academic year, you know, for Japan you know, or something like that. I'm going to, I'm going to look it up. Japanese school year, 2023, 2024. I know at least in I mean I know at least in anime, right? Yeah. <laughs> only, like summer is only a month, so like they have school kind of a little bit longer, and they're or I'm sorry, they have school at different portions than we usually do. Uh, I don't know. It looks like maybe it starts. Uh, no, new family orientation day does start on August seventeenth, so the thirteenth would be here. The 17th is the following Thursday. Jake, you might be, you might be onto something. That might have actually been why it is like a week or two earlier than typical. Cause you know, in the West, at least in America, most school starts after what is it, Labor Day? Well, I feel like it's at least in Indiana where I grew yeah. up, you know, school started like early August, but in college, school started in September. Oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah. You know. And I think most colleges have that school start of like September, or at least the ones that I've like worked and attended. Yeah, at. that's a good call, though. I like that. And I will say, Jake, that is uh, currently I'm one for one on Pokemon Presents predictions. Do you remember my three predictions? No, to be honest, I've had a really long week. You're going right. to have to remind right. me. There were three. There were three things that uh, I predicted, and we'll see if they come true. The first one was that they would announce the dates a Pokemon Worlds, because it just mm -hmm. makes sense. The second uh, was they would announce DLC for Scarlet and Violet. That's true, yes, and they did announce that. We're not necessarily we going to cover the news, but just to let you know, for anyone listening out there, they did announce the DLCs, and you should go watch the trailer and yes. whatnot. And the third, which they didn't do, which is related to the Game Boy Color game, which is, I, I thought they were going to announce a date for the release of the trading card game, you know, revamp or whatever on the Switch, which they didn't do. But Jake, they did announce a throwback something. What was that? 
they did they announced a new premium box set it's going to be releasing in late 2023 in english october 2023 in japan so they'll get it a couple months early japan will get it a couple months earlier than the rest of the world it's called the pokemon trading card game classic it was part of the nintendo direct it's gonna come with 60 i'm sorry not 60 360 card deck so you get three kind of like pre-made decks similar to when you buy the the uh, battle league decks theme decks things of that nature it's going to be headlined by three cards these decks are headlined by three different cards base said venusaur charizard and blastoise very very cool you know we had what what was that celebrations that had those three cards and mm -hmm. in japan they had the legendary collection but now they're going to be doing another series of these cards releases but the cool thing about these decks it's going to contain a series of new and reprinted cards so even though your decks are going to be headlined by venusaur charizard and blastoise from base set that doesn't mean like a EX of some sort or a professor's research won't be in there. You know, quick ball stuff that wasn't in that like base set to fossil era, if that makes sense. Um, there's also several other cards that they show along in here. Lugia EX, Suicune EX, those cards and a couple other throwbacks and Another one which I I remember reading about what this like teardrop looking card was this new trainer card which you can actually uh scroll down to it there's a couple different versions mm -hmm. of these cards they're like uh little uh what am I trying to think of tools yes the new yeah. tool variants of this and they each have to relate to the starter so essentially these uh tool cards these new tool cards there's three of them grass fire and water the attacks of the venusaur this card is attached to do 100 more damage to your opponent's active pokemon obviously you know that's the venusaur specific one there's also a fire one for the charizard and there's a water one for the blastoise yep very interesting um it's kind of cool because it looks like in and things like that and a bunch of counters and stuff so it's like it's like you're building like a stadium right it's like you buy an entire stadium oh oh you're talking about like yeah so uh you cut out for a second there jake but yeah like the the product that you get it's it's got like a really premium like the i don't know if it's the box or whatever it turns into like a premium looking playmat basically two-person playmat not even a Playmat. No, it's like it's, it's like actually it's like, like raised. Yeah. Yeah. It's like off like of the platform. table. It's like a platform. Yeah, yeah. That's a it probably folds it. in half or something. Like kind of like, you know, those chess sets that you can like fold out. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like a bigger version of that. Um, and it also comes with these really interesting damage markers. So they're like Yeah, they're cones. Yeah, they're like stackable cones, which I'm like all right that's actually kind of neat like i want to see somebody rock these at an actual regional just like the damage cones exactly instead it's, of dice. yeah i mean it's and then the poison and burn markers they're like little rings that have 
ridges and stuff in them i mean the yeah. whole thing is just super fancy and it's really really cool that they release something like this i will say the the other thing that's kind of weird about this though is like these decks that they're giving you right they're mm -hmm. pre-constructed and i will say everything in the deck except for the energy cards is not tournament legal it's not standard legal yes i saw that um in the like little trailer they showed up a screen that said that they are not um tournament legal with the exception of the basic energies which is a shame but yeah you know i mean celebrations was like that same thing it was although the weird thing about celebrations relative to this right is like you do get some like interesting EXs that like who knows are they going to maybe reprint these in a main set or are mm -hmm. these just like EXs that just happen to exist and they're just never standard legal. To be honest, none of them are particularly good. Um, I think personally the best one is the Suicune because it has an unlimited damage cap. But oh, what's the what's the attack, Sean? So the attack on it does uh 60 plus, and then the plus is 30 more damage for each water energy attached. So mm. three colorless, but if you got three water energy, you're doing 150. But the fact that you have a basic Pokemon that could do an unlimited output, um, and it also has free retreat so long as it has water energy attached to it, which is like, okay, it's, it's interesting. Like, it's an interesting card, but probably not great. The uh, But I, I just think it's strange that they're printing EXs that are like, technically would make sense in the current format because they're EXs. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they did made uh well even in celebrations there was like the the Charizard and Lance, the oh, Sylveon, right. the Dark Sylveon, yeah, Blaine's um, or Lance's Charizard or something, yeah. I don't think Lance's Charizard was legal either. No, I think you're right, and the Dark Sylveon wasn't legal. No, so I mean, at least it's consistent, right? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um. The other thing though that's weird is like the the tool cards being not legal, and I clear I think they clearly designed these because they realized, huh? We want to have the old school cards, but it's not fair to put them up against new school EXs. So let's give their attacks a little boost. Let's give them all a hundred extra damage. And I do think it's interesting that they've chosen to stick with the modern Pokemon tool design of like the card around it. Because mm -hmm. they've labeled this Pokemon tool, but like I'd be surprised if there was anything in the deck that refers to Pokemon tools separately. Because they have old cards like this, you know, computer search, which lets you discard two cards and go get any card from your deck. So like they clearly are yeah, they clearly are mixing and matching old school and new school cards and rules, etc. So I don't know. Just interesting. Just a, a really weird, interesting product. And actually, they do have a cost for Japan. It's about two hundred and seventy-five dollars, thirty-five thousand yen. So, who knows what that'll actually be when it comes to the West? But like, it wouldn't surprise me if it was about the same price. Like, if it's actually the same product, like, you know, it's like the it's like an ultra premium collection product that three hundred dollars. If if so many of the cards inside of it are a special holofoil pattern, yeah, makes perfect sense. I would say, I mean, it's even a cool product just in terms of the actual, like, quote unquote, stadium, like the 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 field itself, you know, the foldable field and yeah. the damage counters and stuff like all that, in my opinion, is like worth getting. Yeah, you get the promos in the decks, you know, you can teach a friend, teach a partner, teach a kid, 
you know, how to play the game through those. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm going to try to get one of these. That's uh, all right. Rock and roll. I want to see you rocking these damage counters, though. Oh, my in a gosh. Real tournament. Yeah. That's a flex. That's a flex right there, Jake. <laughs> Show uh, Worlds 2024. Jake comes in with that. I also I want to see you. I don't know if you caught this in the presentation, but that the way the, the point of the ball in the middle is you're I was going to ask what that was. So that is to replace the rolling for heads or tails. So the way that you do that is you roll the ball. If it goes in the ones with the white arc in the on the side, um, it's a heads. And if it goes in the other two, it's tails. Oh, I see the little metal ball that. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's interesting. <laughs> You're gonna say weird. It's weird, Jake. That's, that's kind of weird. I mean, it's just way different than like anything you'll ever do, like playing, yeah. like whether it's a pre-release or like local league or a regional. Like that's so different than everything that you would do. I just, I it's, want, I want to flex so hard. Bring this to my table and be like, okay, roll to go first. And they pull out their die, and I'm like, no, 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 no. And then you roll your little ball down the middle. Would you like the silver lining or the black circle? Uh, oh, um, huh. Never done this before. Yeah. <laughs> I, somebody's got to do that and, and take a picture of it or film it at a regional. That'd be great. It's going to be, um, I believe his name is, name is Matthew, the boy, the, the guy that we talked about several weeks ago who brought the jumbo cards yes. and registered. It, it, that's that's going to be him. I already know it. That's excellent. Okay. Um, it's a great choice. But Sean, <laughs> you know, somebody may have been able, if they got it early, to rock that uh, stuff over at the Bochum Regionals that happened over the weekend. There were two big regionals that happened, Bochum Regionals and Knoxville. Bochum had 767 players, Sean, but... Looking at this, looking at this, was there anything that you really like or that you see that you want to mention real quick? Um, I mean, I will say I think it's worth I don't know how this Lugia list because Lugia, for those of you, spoiler alert, Lugia won both tournaments that we're going to talk Lugia about. Lugia is good. Yeah, Lugia is good. If you didn't know. So I, I want to take a quick peek at this. Get a sense of like what it's rocking relative to the other Lugia list that we're going to see. It's a little bit different, I would say. It is. It has got a pretty hefty electric package in this. Yes. So on this list, you've got one Vika Volt V, which, you know, I... I it's already I, out of the norm. Yeah, yeah, definitely odd. I mean, I guess you can get it powered up pretty easy. It's going to hit for weakness against you know, opposing Lugias if you need. Um, so, like, I, I see the value in it. I do wonder, though, like, there's got to be interesting situations, like, when do you bring out the Vika Volt versus when do you bring out, like, when do you attack with one versus the other? You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. maybe, you know, it's actually a pretty, a pretty wild lock that you can get on. If you can get your, if you go first, and on your second turn you can, get out of Vika Volt, put two energy onto it, and then stop your opposing, the opposing Lugia V-Star player from playing any of the discard cards or search cards to find the pieces. And if you can basically turn off their ability to get into their Lugia V-Star, that's, that's a pretty good position to put yourself in. 
And not to mention, there are plenty of other decks like Regigigas, Lost Zone mm -hmm. Box, things like that that really count on stuff like item cards and stuff like that. Mew Genesect as well. So, I mean, just, just there's a lot of matchups where you can really capitalize on Vikavolt in plenty of different ways. I mean, Vikavolt, I mean, like you were saying, it's very easy to power up. You can just go in and just one-shot a Lugia, right, with that second attack just out of the blue as one of your attackers. Yeah, if you really wanted, that would be like, so say your opponent has one Lugia, some other bench sitter, and they're waiting on their turn to, like, you know, Evo up, and, they, you know, they're not thinking there's going to be an electric Pokemon coming coming at them for, for lethal, necessarily. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you could just rock up, you know, throw that Vikavolt V down and be like, you don't have any Lugias. And I'm not going to let you get any for the rest of the game. That's pretty wild. It's, I mean, it's pretty cool. And it has that Vikavolt package that we've been seeing the Vikavolt item lock decks with the Zapdos in it, right? The mm -hmm. Zapdos that increases damage by 10. Got a couple speed lightnings in there. It's interesting. They fit the Vikavolt and the Zapdos, but still kept the lost vacuum. I mean, you kind of, I feel like the Lost Vacuum is so necessary, especially because you're only running one stadium, which yeah, <clears throat> which is, I think, a risk to only run the one stadium and the one vacuum, because if for whatever reason you don't find either of those cards, because I'm looking at the deck right now and you're playing only, Skyla. Yeah, you got one, but that's it. You've got one Skyla. So like, I guess you've got the Pumpkaboo as well. So there's three ways to get rid of a stadium potentially but as we'll see in knoxville regionals uh one of those ways is not particularly useful anywho um interesting yeah. any other decks from bochum that caught your eye jake i will say not necessarily i mean lugia took up 33 percent of the meta share dominant as always in terms of the successful decks in the limitless page lost box being second with about 20 percent there was a cool you were bringing this up now zashian v star deck that appeared in the event i believe i remember seeing this on stream and got people really excited i believe this is uh 29th place luke kirkham right sean uh yes it is i believe yeah it was top 32 so i i was just scrolling down and i saw you know, Limitless uh, just had like a Zacian, you know, Pokemon like little thing image. And I was like, I, it's been 84 years, Jake, since I've seen a Zacian deck. I know. I mean, we've it's not very often that we see a card like Zacian V go so high at the beginning of its release to so far down. I mean, it's been like you were saying, you know, it's been 84 years. It's been. <laughs> like a year since we've seriously heard about it, right? Like the yeah. last peak that we've heard is Dialga V-Star, right? And that's just once every blue moon. But this is the Zacian V-Star deck that played, plays one of the new Zamazentas mm -hmm. from, I believe, Crown Zenith is when it came from, the yep. Retaliate one. The Zacian V-Star, if you do not remember, has that V-Star power that does 310 damage. It's got the 310 damage on the V-Star power and then also the 200 damage regular attack that isn't affected by weakness, resistance, 
or by any effects on your opponent's active Pokemon. So two pretty good attacks, I will say, for a deck that has Metal Saucers, Raihans, plenty of ways to get multiple energies on in a single turn. Now, what's interesting about that second, that first attack, the 200, now, I guess it doesn't have any special energy, so it doesn't matter. I was trying to think of, like, what the third, like, by any effects. Are there any Pokemon that, that would be that, that would be particularly useful for? Like, um, I can't I'm trying to think. Any. There's no... It's not a basic, uh... so Flying Pikachu doesn't really... St- you know stop it so well that's an effect oh it says basic pokemon doesn't it exactly no, it just says active pokemon so oh, does it? zashian zashian v star is not a basic you're yeah. right that's what you mean by that so pikachu flying pikachu v max doesn't, doesn't do necessarily what about like reg ice maybe yeah i wonder if this could get through a reg ice that you know another reason to play this although if you're teching for reggies don't get me wrong reggies is a good deck but you don't need to tech for it who already back-to-back top fours i believe it was or top eights or something with reginald sure but like reggie's is only what at most 10 percent of a meta maybe less look i mean if you're not being reggie's it might be tough out there reggie's a popular deck it's super cheap we've talked about it that's true but i i don't know i think this one's interesting i'm sure there are reasons why he didn't choose to put an orangaroo in this list but Orangaroo is like the OG best bud of Zacian. Well, I mean, think about your bench and what you got. You got Zacian, probably two of them. You've got a Mew or two, mm-hmm. right? You've got Scoop of Nets and Air Balloons and Cross Switchers in there. You've got Radiant Greninja on the bench. Yeah, you've maybe got, you, just don't you know, the, the Zigzagoon for the peeing. Yeah, but I bet you just don't have the space for the Orangaroo. Yeah, that's fair. And I mean, the Intrepid Sword, you're probably more concerned just about drawing cards in general than really emphasizing on getting the energy. Okay, another question then, Jake. And I'm going to throw another one out at you. Why a choice belt and no rusty sword? Because of Drapion? Does Drapion maybe or retaliate the extra damage? Retaliate Zamazenta, right? That little guy right there. Is two fifty? Is that doing it for you? Is that all you needed? I think two thirty. I mean, what is Duraludon? Duraludon V. Is it two thirty plus the ability, which is another thirty? Well, it's two twenty plus you know thirty two fifty. Well, retaliate with the choice belt then would be two fifty right there. Yeah, but I don't care about 250. That only works after your opponent's po- your one of your Pokemon has been knocked out. So that means they're probably up into their VMAX already. Okay, well, if, is there a VMAX with 270? What's Lugia at? 270 is, yeah, yeah, two, 270 works. So, yeah, because you've got Retaliate, which is 120. Choice Belt is yes. um, 250. And then two Zigzagoons is boom. You got scoop up nets in there. How much extra damage does Rusty Sword get you though? It's the same. It's just is it 30, thirty. Is it right? just thirty? I'm pretty sure it's just oh, thirty. Okay. Yeah, never mind. Yeah, yeah. Choice, choice belt, belt just works better. Choice belt's just yeah. better all the time, Sean. I know you're trying to make it themed. <laughs> Silly. It's mate. already themed. You've got a Zashian and a Zashian V Star. That's all you need in this, Sean. But Anything else you want to talk about before we move on? Uh, no, no, nothing else particular uh, from this event. So we I will can say I think, the move only on. thing yeah. 
I will say the only thing is 46. There's a, oh, a Vikavolt deck that's playing a little bit more than just Vikavolt. It's got Reggie Alecki VMAX in it. I oh like my. Reggie Alecki VMAX. I want to play it with Maridon and Vikavolt and stuff like that. Reggie Alecki VMAX, if you do not know, is a VMAX Pokemon. It's got two things on it that you should know. Well, three things, really. It's got free retreat. That's one thing. The second thing is the attack lightning colorless colorless 220 damage during your next turn. This Pokemon can attack whatever doesn't matter. We don't care about that too much. The biggest thing is the ability transitor. Your basic lightning Pokemon's attacks do 30 more damage to your opponent's active Pokemon. So your Vika Volt, if you get a couple Regilecki V maxes, they're really packing a punch, Sean. Yeah, that puts you at 50 and 80. And then maybe 110, so 220, and they can't use items with weakness. Yeah, and with something like maybe a choice belt that's in this list, yeah, right? You can really get in there, and it plays the Melanie engine just like the other Vikavolt decks. So getting that turn one um, lightning attack is very easy. Paralyzing Bolt, that's what I meant to say. Yeah, I know. It's really clever. And maybe with the Raikou as well. Like, you know, if you're giving yourself an extra 30, even if they're not weak to lightning, if you've got that full bench, like that might be all you really need. Cause what does that cap out at 220, right? Basic. Mm -hmm. I believe so. 220. If you've got full benches on each side, add 30, that's 250. Add 30 more with the choice belt, you got 280. That knocks out almost all V stars. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's heavy hitting and I like Regilecki. So this is the deck that I'm playing now. (laughs) Yes. Friendship with uh, Lunatone Solar Rock ended. Now my best friend is <laughs> Regilecki Biz 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 V Max Sean. But you may pick a different best friend at from the Knoxville Regional Sean. There was the first place finisher Andrew Hedrick back to back championships. Yep. I don't know if there was too much different with their deck than before to be honest i mean it's lukia everybody's basically playing the same 60. yeah i'm trying to remember if there was anything in particular that this deck ran that i thought was interesting um i we may have talked about it but i think the one of irida is interesting in the deck yes i think we've talked about that one yeah i do i do like it because like being able to go get any of the items that you might need can guarantee Mm -hmm. you an ultra ball getting rid of those Archaeops to go grab the Lugia. And you can also grab yourself the, I don't know, Manaphy maybe, or Illumineon, whatever, for a next turn, <laughs> I, I guess. Um, it, yeah. I would say it was interesting, Sean, but the second place deck. Oh, my god! You're gosh. not going to like this. You're not going to like I this, watched, Sean. I watched some of that match. It is a Turnitus VMAX wheezing. Sean's favorite Ugh. card, Eternatus VMAX, is back. Second place in this. Sean, why don't you tell me about this deck? Okay, so this is a control deck. I'm just going to say, I'm going to call it what it is. It's a control deck. Um, it's a control deck that can hit hard if it needs to, but for the most part, control. So what Galarian wheezing is the really the key card in this deck what that does you know if you don't remember i don't blame you uh it has the ability neutralizing gas as long as this pokemon is in the active spot your opponent's pokemon in play 
have no abilities except neutralizing gas. So basically, you can one-sided turn off all of your opponent's abilities. That's on the field. I guess if there was ever one printed in the graveyard or discard, if there was anything in your hand. So like anything you play down from your hand, no abilities. Now, I mm-hmm. will say, this does not turn off Forest Seal Stone, any of those. Because that is not an ability on a Pokemon. So important to know if you face one of these in your locals, your Forest Seal Stone should still be good to go. But on top of turning off all of those abilities, because the the problem here is you have to keep this little 130 damage dude in the active. Mm -hmm. You have severe poison for one darkness energy. Your opponent's active is now poisoned. Put four damage counters instead of one on that Pokemon during Pokemon checkup. So the way that this deck typically works, I would imagine, is you want to stop your opponent's abilities, which are a lot of decks out there, right? Mew can't draw cards. Lugia can't V-Star. Can't get the... Archaeops can't power up any of the energy that is needed. Reggie can't do any of the energies. Reggie can't do anything. Reggie's just chilling. Reggie is manually attaching (laughs) and drawing. Lost Box is just like sitting on... like You're just basically waiting for For your... Colrus, yeah, right? Yeah, he's waiting for Colrus. Yeah, and if you don't have a Colrus, well, you just got a bunch of little weaklings that are going to die real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's actually a really interesting medical. And, I mean, obviously this player got to second place, so it did really well. But then you can spread some damage around with the uh, Zigzagoons, you know, some pings. And, Jake, what does that Radiant Hisuian Sneasler do? The Radiant Hisuian Sneasler, basic 130 HP dark Pokemon, has two different things. One of them is more important than the other, I feel like. The ability, Poison Peak, during Pokemon checkup, put two more damage counters on your opponent's poisoned Pokemon. So essentially, with your Galarian Weezing's attack of putting four damage counters every checkup phase, now, with this Rainian Hisuian Sneasler, you're doing six. So 60, 180, 240, or I'm sorry, six, 60, 60 120. 120, 180, 240 in just four turns, two of your turns. So can do a lot of damage. Also, with, you know, Galarian Wheezing decks, you know, Sure, you may not get your opponent stuck in the active to get more than four damage counters on, you know, or eight. You know, you might not ever reach that 240 because of damage. But here's the big thing about Galarian Wheezing. It can be just enough damage for something like Eternatus VMAX to come in and clean up, take a knockout. That's the big thing about this deck, I feel like. Yeah, and... The one thing that is important to consider with this deck, you know, we talked about how good um, Aerodactyl V-Star is, because if mm-hmm. you can get that V-Star uh, attack off before they're able to obviously use any of their stuff, um, it can be really debilitating. This can be equally debilitating um, because of Boost Shake. Well, so, two things, Boost Shake and Ascension on oh. coughing. Oh, yes, yes, that's right. So if... Uh, so Ascension on Coughing, search your deck for a card that evolves from this Pokemon, put it onto it and evolve it, then shuffle. So if you're going second, you just attach a Dark Energy to a Coughing, use the attack, he turns into Weezing, and before your opponent even knows it, they can't do anything. Mm-hmm. And then vice versa, if you are lucky enough to go first 
and you can find this one of boost shake, well then on turn one, you can play that, you know, boost shake, get your Galarian Weezing out to evolve one of your coughings, and that ends your turn, but it doesn't matter. You've achieved your goal. Yeah, you've got your Weezing out before your opponent can really do anything. Yeah. So this deck can certainly be really, really nasty. Um, you're also playing three Temple of Sinnoh. So I, the thing that I see with this deck, it was clearly designed to counter Lugia specifically. I mean, there's a ton of um, special energy in the format right now, right? Muse playing double turbos, mm -hmm. right? Lugia is throwing out those energies. Even something like Vikavolt. Vikavolt, we just showed earlier, having lightning energies attached to it. Um, there's a lot of different options out there that people can do. Yeah. Um, I mean, other than that, though, it's a pretty straightforward deck. You have a lot of Marnies and Judges. Mm -hmm. So the idea there is that your opponent can never... You never want them to be able to really plan out their turn because any control deck, if you can force your opponent to constantly, you know, shuffle things back into their deck and not be able to plan for turns ahead because against control, you really want to... Um, you really want to make it difficult for them. Is that Judge and Marnie are great for that? You know, a few bosses in Serena to get your opponents less optimal Pokemon stuck in the active, maybe. Yeah, it's a, it's definitely that. This is a cool deck, Jake. You know, Sean, a deck that made a little bit more noise, though. Oh, okay. And the alternative deck. Go to Andrew Mahone or Tricky Jim's 13th place mew vmax deck and i want you to tell me what makes it so different than all the other ones oh my lord okay i mean one of these things is not like the other for all well, there's for uh three of those things are not like the others well sure yeah um for those of you who can't see what i'm saying and are listening to this podcast one thank you uh two i'm seeing a flying pikachu v and vmax with one speed lightning energy in this deck. Um, I, um, what? Yeah. <laughs> what? I mean, this is really, really cool because, you know, you have these decks that have these basic Pokemon that can just wonk you, right? Mew constantly gets beat by something like Drapion correct i mean and yeah. these lost box decks or these random decks just throwing in a single drapeon and winning the matchup well what if you could just put a flying pikachu v max in there and you can say okay throw your drapeon out there it's not gonna hit me i mean and you can kind of sway a matchup a little bit more i will say it is a big deal to if if you are up against a reggie's or a lost box like one of those decks that doesn't play any non-basics, mm -hmm. getting the Flying Pikachu out, once you realize what's going on, if you can get that Flying Pikachu and get it powered up quickly enough with a Forest Seal Stone to go grab your Speed Lightning, if you can manage that, then, yeah. It's like, literally like an auto win. It can be. You have to, I will say, anybody who's thinking about playing this deck, you really have to be smart about it because if you just run your game plan as normal, Throw a Mew down, throw a few Genesex down, you have lost. Because the only way that it works is that you have to assume your opponent doesn't have a way to take six prizes around your Pikachu. 
or uh, do like a boss boss type play right because oh, if true, flying yeah. pikachu v max leaves the active the max balloon effect leaves the flying pikachu so exactly so if they escape rope boss super annoying um but again that requires them to do that and have enough to knock out the flying pikachu which you know is a beefy boy He's 310 HP, just like Mew. That's right. That's right. He's, you know, it's 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 a it's chunky. But I mean, hey, props to props to Andrew. I mean, getting, you know, top 16 with this deck, clearly he knew something that nobody else did with Mew. It was him who placed 13th overall, and Jesse Parker placed 36th oh my. with the same exact 60. And those are two buds that play together all the time, test with each other. Um, a part of the Tricky Gym community over in Ohio. And Knoxville had over 1,100 players, Sean. So oh two God. of these bad boys in top 50 is a big deal, in my opinion. But if you could also, that wasn't the only deck, yeah. you know, that made a ton of noise. Uh, 22nd place, another Mew VMAX deck. There was another partner that Mew VMAX got that was very unconventional that was played, Sean. What are they? Oh, there's two of them here. One is a Fusion Strike Dreepy. It's for one Psychic Energy, does 10 damage. During your opponent's next turn, the defending Pokemon can't retreat. Okay, I mean, I guess it's Mew Control. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, it makes sense because you can stall out a lot of people right with that dreepy you know you have all these different switch effects in the format and you got people running away at times to be able mm -hmm. to maybe do a comfy or maybe to get a different reggie in the active or you know things of that nature just retreating in general and so this dreepy can really capitalize really slow the game down to the opponent um but yeah I'm looking at the other card here, which is Pidgeot V. Once during your turn, if this Pokemon is on your bench, you may shuffle it and all attached cards into your deck. Think about all the control decks that have come around lately, Sean. I mean, there are some. It's a good, it's a good option if you're worried about it control. Is a one, it is a one-card inclusion in a deck that can probably sacrifice a card to be able to beat control. I mean, I will say, Jake, you say beat. However, if you're really playing control right, all you got to do is manage to get it's managed to get through enough of your deck to then recycle a fourth path to the peak to get rid of their, you know, whatever the last stadium is. But see here on Flight Surf. Oh, wait, never mind. Just kidding. I thought it was like Lugia where it was discard a stadium, no. but it's not. Yeah, yeah. Never so mind. That's why I'm like, it's it's good. I just. But here's the thing as well. Like if you get to that point, like, mm -hmm. right. A lot of as someone who did play control at times, you game plan and you know what you're supposed to do in the specific matchups, right? Because you counter the meta you counter the True. game plan and usually you i mean a lot of times you lose to the more random things right because you're not prepared for that right you can only condition yourself to play against so many different decks so if you just throw off your opponent a little bit on control with the dreepy or the pidgeot 
right? That may just be enough to maybe get a win, but also maybe force the tie. That's fair. Yeah, if you draw the game out long enough and you can end up with a tie in a game you would normally lose, that's not totally necessarily, fair. And not necessarily slow playing, no, like no, not taking but... 30 seconds per action, but just, you know, playing the game normally. But, you know, control takes a long time to play. So, yeah. I, I, one thing I wanted to bring up, though, is so Lugia did make up, I think it was at like 35% of day two or something. A pretty... um, the statistics say 33.33%. Okay, so a third, one out of every three decks in day two was Lugia. However, mm -hmm. if we look at the top eight, there are only two Lugia decks in the entirety of the top eight, which is it's quite impressive. This is actually a really wild spread of decks in top eight. And I just wanted to point out, we have two Lugias. We have that Eternatus Weezing. We have, you know, Rahul in third place with Reggie's. You've got a Lost Box Rayquaza, no surprise. But then you've got Piper Lapine's Control Palkia, which is weird. Well, I think control is somewhat of a strong word. It is. It, it, it is strong, but like there's a control-ish Palkia. And then they've got an Arceus Duraludon and a Vikavolt, an item lock Vikavolt. So, but the reason I say it's kind of like a control Palkia, when Piper talked about the deck, um, she did talk about it as being like, hey, in a lot of matchups, you do play it as a controly deck. Because you have two Articunos and one of the Ice Cues. It's like when, like, Jake Gearhart and those people were playing it, uh, like, a month or two ago. Yep, exactly. So the idea here is, you know, you know your opponents aren't going to be playing in most decks, aren't going to be playing a lot of switching cards. You know, unless you're in against Lost Box. Lugia doesn't play a lot of switching cards, so you're going to paralyze your opponent's Pokemon. You're going to make it so that all basic Pokemon damage is prevented with the Ice Q. And then the Wash Energy just sort of, that just stops Lost Box in its tracks. You know, and then over the course of a game, you're using the Quick Shooting Inteleon to put damage counters around the board, um, which is exactly in the game that I watched, one of the games, that's exactly what you're doing uh, in order to control the game. So you're not really control in the sense of, you're trying to get them to deck out. You're not standard Wojcik control, exactly. you know. You're more like, I'm going to run this game and how it is played. Your pace is controlled by me, things of that nature. 2005 Detroit Pistons defense. That's what this deck is. Sure, Sean. Yeah. Sports ball. Sports Woo. ball. Um, but yeah, I mean, all in all, I was, I, when I look at this top eight, I'm actually quite surprised. Like, there is. It's interesting when when one deck is such a big part of the meta. And don't get me wrong, Lugia is still a great deck. It won the tournament, right? But it's interesting to see how many different counters are coming out of the woodworks. Um, and I don't know. My, my thought here is, again, I think this is like, these are some of the best times in Pokemon is when the format is so large. Like There's so mm -hmm. many cards in the card pool that it's possible to have this many different kinds of decks do well. Um, so I guess, you know, as boring as you might think a format this long might be, enjoy it because in a month and a half, you'll be back down to like, you know, a year and a half's worth of cards and three decks in the format, probably. I will say 60th place, Javier Chinchilla, Raikou, Regilecki, VMAX. Love it. Shout out <laughs> to that. Love me some Regilecki. Oh my gosh. 
Uh, Jake, is there anything else or is this is this going to be it for the week? I will say there was a lot of Vika Volt within the top 26. And I mean, there was one in the top eight being mm-hmm. Alex Shemansky, but you have another one at 17th, another one at 19th, 21st, 25th and 26th in there. And then you got a couple other ones within the top 50 at 50th and 44th. So Vika Volt, I mean, Starting to get some strong showings, I would say. I think that's one of the decks that's like more on the rise. It may not be a tournament winning deck, right? But there's so much Lugia in the format and so many things that just depend on item cards that, you know, this might be an interesting deck to pick up. I will say Alex Shemansky had our favorite Aerodactyl V-Star in it. Oh, nice, nice. I mean, I I will say like, yeah, to your point about if you're going to a tournament being like, I just want to do well, and you feel like you understand the format, decks like Vika Volt, even maybe the Scalarian Weezing deck, although I think that that one, it's so specific that you know I could imagine people being able to figure out a way around it. But things like Vika Volt are really good picks if you're like, I just want to do well, get points. If you're grinding oh, for I a would, world's invite. I would say if you want points, you go with like Lugia. I mean, but this is the thing. If you if you feel like you are a skilled and knowledgeable player. Oh, if you're if you know like the metagame yes. in and out, you know, you're playing all the time, you're playing every day, then yeah, you know, you're you're more counter decks like Vikavold and stuff like that are probably better to play for you. And you could probably I mean, it's one of those things where I feel like you either do really, really bad or you do really, really exactly. well. There's no in between, there's no middle. And that, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, if you play Lugia, you're going to be up against a third of the field playing the same deck as you. And the question becomes, A, do I feel lucky, <laughs> you know? And then B, do I feel like I'm a better Lugia player than the majority of the other Lugia players? Which, like, maybe you are. But Vikavolt, it's like, ha, huh, okay. I can counter the best deck in the format, the most played deck in the format, and... You know, I just have to know this deck well enough to know how it does against the rest of the field. And I can probably pilot it to like points or maybe even a day two. I don't know. Mm -hmm. That's like some of the, if you're not going for a win, like that's definitely some of the math that comes in. It's some interesting stuff that's happening in the Pokemon trading card game. But Sean, is there anything else that you want to talk about here before we wrap up for the week? No, nothing else this week, Jake. We got to start taking a look at the next set though. And then start we taking do. a look at rotation because that's that's coming up. It's coming up. Pre-release uh, events are happening in about two weeks from now. So mark your calendars. I'm going to try to go to one, to be Ooh. honest, because that's kind of close to like our college's spring break. Nice. So I'm going to a lot of our teams will be like on the road and stuff. So I'm going to try to go to one, maybe pull the full art maride on v max or or v ex whatever it is what the yeah, i'm gonna max. try to get the yeah i'm gonna try to get a full art supporter and the 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 full art ex character art rare yeah. whatever it is the cool things you know in there and we'll give it to you as they come here on the meta pop podcast pokemon podcast revolves around the evolving meta have a good week <laughs>